becoming one of the most iconic thrillers in space. This month's movie sparked a film franchise, some of which are regarded highly themselves and others not so much, marking one of the first times of having a strong woman as an action protagonist who is pitted against an ominous opponent. This film continues to inspire character and story creation to this day. So sit back, relax, and cuddle up, but not with a facehugger, as we discuss Alien. To another episode of you've never seen question mark exclamation point as always i'm your host ariel ortiz and today i am joined by my cohorts from the undercast company of course and that is alan torres and derek mcduff hey hey what's up everybody and today we're going to be talking about a movie that i've never seen um but it's a classic i know that i just <laughs> never got around to watching it but we're going to be talking about um the first aliens um alien so alien not aliens we're going to try and do aliens as well but i just lost track of time unfortunately <laughs> so but i know that i know the gist of i the of both and so i think it's okay we could still make comparisons to aliens if if you guys want to i do know the whole the whole story i just never watched it um but yeah with that um yeah so i guess it's me if you guys want <laughs> to <laughs> start asking asking the questions yeah so i guess i guess i'll i'll ask you the first question ariel because um, this is movie's one of my favorite movies of all time, so I'm, I'm glad that I got to introduce you to it. Um, so, you, so you like the first one more than the second one? I do, I do. Okay. I think that like the second one is good, um, but I think the first one is an absolute masterpiece. No offense to Big Jim, uh, but like Ridley Scott, like really knows how to make an incredible thriller. Um, and I'll just say this before we get too into it. I think that they're they're more or less the same movie, but just done through two different genres and not only that two different decades um and it's something you would see also with like for example the rambo films where the first one is very slow and thoughtful and the second one's like explosions and we're in the 80s now and it's all machine guns and stuff um and this one's much more of a kind of like psychological thriller slash horror slasher film almost even um but with that all said ariel what did you think um this being your first viewing of the movie um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, it felt I I kind of knew the difference between the first and the second one, and that the first one is a lot more of like a a sci-fi thriller, you know, being chased kind of thing. Um, very much like going back to like a movie that that we discussed on on the other podcast of um Sunshine. I know that Sunshine, like watching it now, watching Alien now is like definitely Sunshine has inspired was inspired by by alien and and yeah alien inspired a lot of other movies like it that of this of this yeah lost in space monsters monsters on the deck and things like that uh the one thing that i was just like so surprised on is like how obvious things like how ash was how obvious ash was in his actions and I know it's like a trope that 
is kind of cleaned up a little bit more nowadays, but definitely like Ridley or coming out yeah, very Scott. quickly. You know, no, no, not Ridley. Um, <laughs> Riley, right? Ripley. Uh, there we Ripley. go. Ripley. Oh, Ripley. I think yeah. He was the director. She, no, her no, name no, is Ripley, no. believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> that Ripley from the start is like the smart, the only smart one. It, it was kind of frustrating, <laughs> but like he's you're like at all points you're like you know yeah quarantine him like keep him in the air air hatch you, he can't come in or and all these stuff and then like Ash clearly being a sussed android I knew that he was an android from um just from my you know past experience with just hearing it and stuff like that I knew that that he, he was an android this whole this the whole time and like yeah he had alternative motives and stuff but i think that was the thing that surprised me a lot was that ripley really was the only smart person on that ship well no maybe maybe um what's his name parker parker i think uh, i'll give parker chops too and why don't th- you just freeze it yeah <laughs> every time he said that shit i was like yes yeah and i think parker right. P- parker is the only one that like he shouldn't have died I, if I was in his shoes, I would have left, um, what's her name, just like crying to the to the xenomorph and stuff like that. They could have like made a clean getaway, um, and and yeah, it was just very. It was an enjoyable movie. It very much felt like, um, it felt like yeah. I was very surprised also that the Z- the xenomorph wasn't shown much in like clarity. You know, it was always in the shadows and like hidden until like even at the end when he she sees it and you see kind of like the full length of it and stuff. It's so coiled in on itself that that you don't really get the whole like bigness of it until um I know until the second one. Then you see like it, it in its grandeur and stuff like that and it's standing tall and, and and a full-size xenomorph and stuff like that um so i was very surprised on that i was very surprised that that i knew that it was like that slow burn kind of movie and stuff with this one but um i was just surprised if yeah like that you didn't get to see the whole monster until like the end well, I just want to say, because you bring up some interesting things, and I, I wanted to say a couple points um, in relation to that. The first one being what you said about her being, like, the only smart one. And I think that was, that's something that I, I really like and I think is really interesting because most movies, you know, you see the the, the heroic captain, the kind of, like, this one movie only came out, like, two years after Star Wars, so they were kind of really playing into the tropes of, like, you think, like, obviously us 40 years later going in know that this is all the alien movies have Sigourney Weaver and she's a huge star, but this was like her One, first two, thing. Yeah. Tom Skerritt actually, believe it or not, at the time was a much bigger star, and people thought he was kind of the main character. And when you see him being like at the beginning, like we've got to get him back on the ship, like it seems like the dumb movie thing that the protagonist does. That it's like, okay, well he's the protagonist. He wants to save all these lives, even though if you think about it, it doesn't actually work. But this kind of plays against that, and you know, obviously, like I said. With 40 years of hindsight, we know that, like, Ripley's right and that she's the protagonist and we side with her. But 
audiences at the time were like, okay, like, here's the protagonist, he's going on trying to save his crew, and she's just kind of like the bureaucrat listening to all these rules, like, listening to the quarantine, but now we're like, no, 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 she is absolutely right, and that's what's so great about it, is she doesn't adhere to the dumb movie logic, she's just like, yeah, no, this is dumb, this is bad, I'm not gonna listen to you, like, even though you're, like, quote-unquote trying to save this, uh, John Hurt's life in this scene, like, it's it's uh, it's just really well done, I thought, um, because it plays against those dumb movie tropes. And the other thing you were saying about not seeing it, that's another thing like the Jaws thing where yeah, because yeah, it's the exactly. 70s and it's a guy in a suit and, you know, it's very dark and grim, you kind of have to shoot it that way. But I think that it, it really enhances the scariness of it because it's just in the shadows. It is just this kind of monstrous unknowable horrific evil thing and even when you do see it because it is this iconic hr geiger design it's it does kind of live up to that but i think what you don't see is always going to be scarier than what you do see and that is i do like really like aliens a lot um but one of the things that it loses is the aliens are not scary they're just monsters coming at you there's maybe a couple moments where they're scary but because there's just like hundreds of them and you see them they're just kind of a thing to kill they're not they're not horrific like they are in this where it's just in the shadows that scene where it's like kind of all coiled up and you don't even really notice this at first like towards the end when she's in that little escape pod ship Mm -hmm. and you see it come out of the shadows that shit is creepy and it's not like anything jumping at you it's not any jump scares it's just kind of pure terror yeah it's a wonderful type of terror that when you're in the theater, and I think I've seen, like, theater reactions. I think someone, like, way back in the day, just like how they had the Exorcist reactions, where, like, they had a TV crew or news crew record them. And I remember there was a there was a shot of that part, and you just hear the audience freak the fuck out. And it's pure terror, because the best part of it is that it's that type of horror where you see what's going on. But unfortunately, the character that you've been with this whole time that you've been rooting for doesn't know. And she finally seems to have made it out alive. She's going to be okay. And it's like, oh, my fucking God, we're still here like this. (laughs) This motherfucker's still here kind of thing. It's like one of the best types of like terror. Like, I know a lot of people love the chestburster scene, and, and I know we'll get to it in a little bit, but... I feel that is way more powerful. It's not a jump scare, like like Derek was saying. It's just you see it in the back, and like you, you just kind of go, oh, shit, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so wonderfully done. I, and I completely agree, Derek, because Aliens, Aliens is cool. I mean, it has a lot of cool moments and everything, but I also prefer Alien more uh, just for the fact that, like, Aliens, it's like you're saying, you know, you see all these monsters, you see all these... Or all the aliens and animorphs running around and stuff. And the thing is, we've grown up in a generation where we have video games. And we've had video games where you would get swarmed by monsters, demons, whatever. So when you kind of go back and watch aliens and see that, you're kind of like more like, oh, action, whatever, doom, or whatever you want to think of. But I feel like alien still has that power. Like you were saying, all the H.R. Geiger, Giger however you pronounce it, design is beautiful, but it's it's even more horrific when you get a glimpse of it. Just because it's so... And especially back then, like, it's a fucking terrifying design. 
Yeah. yeah, and I will say real fast that I I actually have seen this in a theater. Um, I got to see this at the Frida a few months back. Uh, and even with people knowing all these things were coming, the audience reactions were still so great. People just <gasps> gasped and stuff like that. And everyone in the theater had seen this movie before, but it still is just so, like, when you see it on the big screen, it hits you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. But, I mean, right to get off of that great point, for you, Ariel, we, we kind of touched upon some moments, but what are some standout moments for you? I, going I think, into it, or after I, yeah. watching it. Yeah, I think that final moment, yeah, in the escape pod was pretty, like, intense and stuff. I think that was, like, the most intense. I think it was the the only thing that I kind of didn't, wasn't expecting, you know? Just because I, you know, know how the movie goes and stuff. And, and I really, I don't know exactly, like how one and two one jumps to two so i was really expecting her to yeah like fall asleep in and in the cryotube and then the xenomorph is on on the ship kind of similar to like i i've never watched the movie but i know that it's like very like and it, it, it was inspired by alien for sure it was like life that movie um, a few years ago um of that kind of thing of like oh no like the xenomorph is on on the ship and and um i did i didn't know how where the second one takes place so i was really expecting like oh like the xenomorph gets out and then that they have to like you know like attack it on like wherever they are and stuff like that um so yeah so that took me by surprise and i wasn't expecting it either uh, with the xenomorph tail coming out and stuff i i think or oh no the claw uh, the claw of it but then that too is like um kind of would have like I, I understand logistically probably wasn't able to happen and stuff but it didn't I didn't understand why the xenomorph didn't like attack from that was it like kind of like sedated in a way in that chamber or something but about like the end yeah, at the end, because it was st- uh, it was just like coiled up in itself. Because, uh, wasn't she preparing the stasis? I might be getting it confused with oh, another like, alien. Um. Yeah, she was preparing like to to go to cryo sleep and stuff like that. She was just like getting ready and stuff. Um. Maybe it got yeah, it got hit by oh oh is that so? I don't know because I know that she was like hitting it with gas or was that another time? Well, I think at the end, it just yeah. doesn't know that she's there necessarily. It's just kind of tucking in itself. And that's oh. why she's like, oh, I've got to get up the jump on this guy. Oh, okay. She doesn't realize that I'm here. So that's why she's got to very carefully get into her suit yeah. and do this thing where she's got to position herself to shoot. Because she knows, like, once it knows she's there, the game is up. So she's got to act while this... Because I think they both kind of just get in there and neither one realizes the other one's in there. And they're both, like, kind of getting... she Just like she's getting ready to kind of, like, tuck in. This thing's like, all right, I'm just going to curl up here and just, you know, snooze away or whatever. Yeah. Well, like, that's the thing is, like, they don't really yeah, explain... Yeah, I kind of like that. Is, is it highly intelligent or it's not... It's more, like, instinctive? Like, instinctive. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a okay. smart animal. It's like a raptor is what I I okay. would say. You know, like a yeah. raptor from Jurassic Park 1. Okay. It's okay. like a smart animal, you know. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed that whole like sequence and that that intensity. I think that that's where I I felt it the most ex- specifically. 
and um and yeah it was just like those moments <laughs> just that one character just took me out of it with the i think that that the um the moment that would have also like been really suspenseful if i wasn't like annoyed was Are when, you talking about uh, Veronica Cartwright's character? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her. she she's the one thing in this movie that's not great. Yeah, well, but but the whole like because because it came to the point with with when when you know essentially her and and Parker you know get killed by the xenomorph that her starting her her like crying and stuff and I don't know if it's because like the lighting on my on my screen wasn't like bright enough but it, it and her kept keep on crying to the point where at my screen i'm like what 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 is it what is it like just get out get it on with what what are you saying and stuff like that um and it, it just started to annoy me but i think without her like crying and stuff like that um that part would have probably been a bit more suspenseful if it was just like parker um and i was also like very like I I was also very surprised that it seems like the xenomorph like cleans up after himself because they kept they kept saying like oh there was nothing like we didn't see any um sign of like this person but we know that the xenomorph got it well they didn't call it a xenomorph but they like they so, know that the alien got it and stuff like that you do see what happens to the bodies in the director's cut actually oh um, okay it, it does and it's something that i think plays into aliens but um it's just basically kind of like sticks them up in the wall and like lays eggs in them and and stuff pretty much it kind of like just uses their bodies um for like uh, laying egg purposes, I think, is what it was pretty much. I didn't, I didn't watch the extended one this time, but I've, I've seen it a few times. And even though, uh, side note, even though it is extended, it's actually shorter because Ridley Scott cuts, like, do you know that long, long scene in the beginning where it's just the ship? He cuts that down by about three minutes and includes some other scenes instead. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I, and I, I was... think it's, um, I, I think it's just better probably in this cut. Because, like, it, it, again, the, the movie uses a lot of, like, the power or the fear of the unknown. Yeah. So I think it works out a lot better mm-hmm. when you go, oh, shit, there's no remnants. Yeah. So it kind of makes you feel even more alone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked it. I liked it, that aspect of it. Um, That essentially, like, yeah, they're, like, they're literally, like, wiped off the face of the earth in a way. Um. And I was very, the the other thing that I was very surprised at is, like, just, like, the quickness of, like, the life cycle uh, of a xenomorph. Mm-hmm. Like, it this this whole thing takes place over the course of, like, maybe one or two days. Um, like, from, from the face hugger, you know, getting onto, onto um, Kane and then the xenomorph, like, essentially being a xenomorph that we know. Um and how quick they grow essentially i was very surprised at that like i was really expecting like that which is something like in in aliens that there was going to be like two xenomorphs you know like a full-size one and then maybe a smaller one but i know that that's like that's aliens um but yeah that that was also the very like great crazy thing and i i i just kind of like yeah also was like very like shocked by how the xenomorph like i was trying to like understand it myself of how the xenomorph life cycle happens (laughs) just the bio bio you know the biology scientist part of me like thinking about how 
like okay it starts off as a face hugger but then it does it like does it like in a way like excrete its itself in a way into the host and then uses the host to gestate gestate in in the body and then come out as a ba- the baby xenomorph because then because like the face hu- or is the face hugger like a separate entity that lays so the xenomorph I, in yeah, itself? I can you know? kind of answer kind of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can kind of give you some answers too. But yeah, go ahead. Like yeah, the the basically and this is something that kind of gets covered in later movies is there's like a yeah. queen and the queen lays the eggs. And so, like, there's, like, one... It's kind of like bees, I guess. I don't know. Uh, maybe not. But, like, there's, like, one queen that lays all these eggs, and these eggs are, like, you know, the face huggers are the things that will... But they need a host to basically live in. So once that's when he, the you, um, John Hurt gets close to it and it gets on his face, it's able to basically impregnate his body with this... The 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 face hugger or with the uh, alien and because the, the face hugger is kind of yeah a separate thing the face hugger is just kind of like this um it's a se- this so it's a separate entity to the xenomorph yeah yeah but I the xenomorph it. lays I, I the, the, more, the okay go ahead. i would think of it more as like a uh like a like an insect kind of thing like where it needs a host and it, it kind of like um what's the but term? is the xenomorph the face hugger is the face yeah, hugger the, the xenomorph. xenomorph? So the xenomorph get or the face hugger gets on someone, and then it it like kind of inserts itself inside of That's it. That's so I feel okay. like it's kind of like like a butterfly. You know, goes from yeah yeah you know caterpillar to butterfly or whatever. And then when it goes in, it, it kind it, of takes the shape of whatever it its host is. And for a while, it's because the way we see it, it usually takes human hosts because that's what it's doing. And then in Alien versus Predator, you actually see that that changes so okay that's one. not canon you can bring up we could alien 3 though it does it does actually do there is a different alien because it depending on which version it's either a, a cow or a, a dog that it gets in but bringing up avp hey it's still the <laughs> shit it's there's so it's much a, those are bad fucking movies I fucking love, the first one's good no it's not no it's not i watched that movie when i was 14 like prime age to watch that and i was like this is a bad movie i watched it uh, i watched yeah, alien vs predator <laughs> that's uh, the only alien it. movie that i ever watched before this and i we enjoyed it prometheus i don't know i didn't mm-hmm. watch prometheus we, we did day. a podcast on it yeah i didn't watch it <laughs> so were you not on that episode uh i i don't think i was i or i hardly okay. talked yeah that was early yeah. early days so. yeah very, yeah very early yeah but yeah, and then in Prometheus, they kind of go into like, don't they say in that one that they're like they make the the space jockeys like kind of use the xenomorphs as kind of like cleaning like, up? Yeah, they're like, the, like biological. It's like a pro, yeah, it's not this weapon. xenomorph, but it's like the kind of proto version of it. And they yeah, they basically use it to like the. Uh, this is like you know the space. This is all really in the weeds, but like the space jockeys you see in this that uh they kind of explain like, in Prometheus that. They're the ones who designed the xenomorphs and a lot of other stuff. We don't need to get into that. But and then whenever they're like, "Oh, we we created this civilization, this this planet. What we're just gonna wipe it out. We're just gonna dump this, these these uh, xenomorphs on the planet and just like let them just wipe out everything." Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much biological warfare. And then mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I know like the kind of like retconning with the with the space jockeys and that 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 skeleton that that um um. 
the captain saw that was a space it gets retconned mm-hmm. that that's a space jockey right like which is it's not even retcon like, they just never explain it they yeah, just, they, don't oh, okay. say it. they just kind of you just kind of and the, the space jockeys that that weird humanoid alien yeah yeah the mm. space jockeys slash engineers there's a few different names for them oh yeah the fans have called them right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got it got it but yeah um ariel so uh you know what uh what do you think you know with all that said what was your overall opinion of the movie and live up to the hype yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed it i think it i i could understand why people got uh, like got excited for it in the moment in the 80s i mean it was definitely um well, intense... 79 i want to 70... 79. oh yeah 79 yeah I yeah, I yeah yeah, yeah. Like, ah. no no i was thinking of of aliens that's 86 yeah um yeah. the nine yeah 79 i could see like yeah how how revolutionary it, it is and and things like that um i i and, and then also like yeah understand that that ripley is an important character in cinematic history because of like representing the the one of the first strong like yeah female characters like really well written and and holds on to her own and stuff um i just like can, really can i just say something yeah. real fast on on that point of ripley because that's a really good point uh-huh. and i think it really shows you like the different like how a lot of men were not very good at writing women strong women characters in the 70s because ripley was actually they obviously there's one other character who's a woman who was written as a woman ripley was originally written as a man oh yeah and they yeah, were like they're like oh let's make her a woman and it's just like yeah it's a thing just like just write a woman like you would write a man like you don't it's don't need to write her as this like horrible shrieking character like the um veronica cartwright character she could just be a badass too yeah, yeah, but going off of that, like I, I, that's the thing that gets me that gets me kind of pissed off sometimes in movies where you only have. But that's why I think like I wish that, like I'm, I'm glad that Parker lasted long as long as he did, and it, it's very it gets me even more frustrated that yeah he died because of the stupidity of another character. Um, but but yeah, like I, that's the thing is just like one character or like one or two characters after out of like an ensemble cast is like or like have any kind of logic you know kind of thing like i felt like everybody else kind of like was like uh <laughs> like uh it's your own gosh dang fault this is kind of thing you guys kind of deserved it you <laughs> and stuff uh, stuff like that. So I, I just like I, I just like well-rounded characters across the board, you know. Um, but I know that there's stupid people in the world as well. So, so I guess it yeah, is, this is like that's the thing. Like people are always like, world. oh, in horror movies, why don't they do this? Why don't they do this? I'm like, people are dumb. People do things that don't make sense. People are, act on emotions rather than um, logic a lot of the time. Yeah, and you know that's that's such a thing with you know horror movies as long as it's. You know, I think as long as it's something where it's like the character feels like realistic and they're not just doing something with a flaw. Like Tom Skerritt is making a bad decision, yeah. but it's, he's doing it because he thinks it's the right thing to do because he's trying to save his friend's life. You know, yeah. Um, so yeah. and then yeah, but then you have Ripley who is like being like, no, you need to quarantine. So I think that is an interesting dynamic between between them for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, another moment that I was like. Like oh Jesus! Like when um Ripley's in the I I don't know how what you would call it is like the mother room 
you know, that all white room. Mm. And then I really liked how that one was, sh- that shot was shot of how like it pans, you know, it, it pans around her a bit and Ash is like suddenly there. Like that part got me. Like I was like, oh shit, <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> like, like where the hell did he come from? Um, so yeah, that was another movie, but overall, yeah, I enjoy it. I definitely understand the hype of it. Um, and I understand like why people, you know, like are so bad. I know that her badassness even comes out even more in Aliens, but you know, she had, she had a good amount of badass moments in this, in this one. Well, essentially at the end. Yeah. That, that last moment. And, um, I really like you could feel it with her like that calm nervousness like her trying to keep calm like saying this like trying to repeat like I don't know if it was a poem or a song but like you you could feel it in that moment I think that that's why my uh, that's my favorite moment of the of the movie nice very nice mm-hmm. and so on that point what what would make you think well, what would be shocking for someone to not have seen this movie i think like what, what yeah cause i'm sorry no oh, no i think it's just because yeah it's, like, it's a classic and i and I, I i you know like i just never came across it you know in my in my viewing and uh, it's always been something that i meant to watch you know but i think also like and I think that's something that that's with like a lot of movies that are you know that that you've never seen, but uh, and and but they're part of pop culture and this and and ones that we've covered that of of you fall into that thing of like you know the story because like it's so well known, but so you kind of like put actually watching it on the back burner, and that's very much what I did with this movie of just like. I know I know I know Ripley like I know like I know how one is and how two is like it's always there all these scenes are like included in in the best of lists or in like breakdowns of stuff and things like that I think it was there was there on the what's that Netflix show um movies that movies that we love or something like that Oh, the movies that made us? Is yeah, that movies called? that made us. Like this is include. This is one of them, right? Like I think if it is, I think I've watched that before. <laughs> before actually watching I the movie, say it might have. I think uh, so. I, f- I feel like I've seen so much like stuff like that with Alien. Yeah. And just horror movies in general, I, I can't remember. So I'm like, I think I want to say yes. Yeah. It was like Halloween, Alien. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. I'm honestly not the biggest fan of that show because I really don't like the. The voiceover guy. Yeah, but, <laughs> you're the only one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it's fucking annoying. Uh, I like him, <laughs> but oh my uh, God. it's the worst humor. Um. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I think it's just like um. Yeah, aliens is included. It yeah. So I know alien. Yeah. So mm. it's just like these movies that oh yeah i know i know about them i know i like literally like pretty much know the overarching like um 
gist of of both movies like i know the second one because of watching movies that made us like i know the second one is like essentially a mother and daughter dynamic and against a mother and daughter dynamic and and scout is it not scout <laughs> but yeah you know like the daughter like in this and stuff like that and then i even know that in the third one it all goes to shit like from the beginning and like the second one doesn't matter because of what they do to ripley in the, th- in the yeah. third one and stuff like that um and then it's all I, I found it also funny that that like because I know in the in in Aliens three she has a buzz cut and stuff like that and that her hair so that means that her hair essentially gets because I saw the first uh, thirty fifteen minutes of of Aliens I just didn't finish it um, in time but I, her I saw I saw like her hair essentially gets shorter and shorter each movie that she's in which I found funny <laughs> but but yeah. Don't worry, she gets it all back in Alien Resurrection. Yeah, her oh hair gosh. is resurrected as well. Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I... But no, Ariel, it's it's funny because like, I honestly had like a similar experience where I hadn't seen any of the Alien movies for a while either. Like I, I only saw them maybe about seven or eight years ago, so I was well into my 20s. Um, I had not seen any of them. I actually saw Prometheus before I saw any of these movies, and it was because I'm just such a big Damon Lindelof fan. Uh, and then I was like, okay, well, people. Some one of my good friends at the time was took was like, all right, you know, I gotta sit you down and and watch all these. So like over the course of like a month or two, we would just have like a movie night, like once a week or two. And it's like, all right, if we're watching the first one now, we're now we're watching the second one. And he's like, all right, third one's a little weird. And then he's like, all right, this is where it really falls off a cliff, isn't with four. So we just had like these movie nights. So yeah, it you know sometimes these movies and these iconic franchises can just kind of slip by you. So it's always good to fill in the cracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm honestly yeah, shocked that it took you guys a long time because I-, I feel like me growing up, I- we all had seen Alien, Aliens, and I, I think Alien 3, I think I've- I've nobody really likes, or you rarely saw that one. Alien Resurrection was like this weird, like, you'll watch it because it's so bad it's good i guess like it's just entertaining at the end of the day so yeah and and then i think also to the 90s there was just so much like alien versus predator comic books and then there's alien versus predator versus terminator comic books and versus batman games. yeah like all that wild shit and like people are like oh i want to you know people ask for it a lot so i don't know maybe, maybe it was just a i feel like alien and predator are kind of these like kind of always get involved in the product of like eighties muscle action movies for some mm-hmm. reason. Like that they're very I mean Predator obviously, you know, has Arnold in it, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then I think because like the a you know the Predator and Alien just have just unique designs and, and you know, just like the old Universal Monster movies are like, we want to pit them together kind of thing. And for some reason people just love that idea of them fighting and it all kind of just got involved with like they're part of the 80s kind of muscle action shit like sci-fi stuff so like yeah you know what now thinking about it growing up yeah you, you pretty much saw like buff as marines on comic books fighting the xenomorphs or on video games or whatever or even there was like I just I feel like there was so many just like like cultural references and parodies to like I, I saw Spaceballs so I saw like John Hurt is in that scene like oh, do, yeah, he does exactly. the chestburster uh-huh. thing Not I again. saw it like fifteen years before I ever saw so I was like okay I like yeah. I know the chestburster scene because I've seen it in this other movie with all the same actors and like all the same 
costumes and everything. So and there and there's like a million things like that. Like especially in the '90s when like feel like it was probably like an Animaniacs episode where they did like an aliens thing or something. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh exactly. yeah. There's the uh, at work. This video game always comes in. I can't. I, I think it's literally called Xenomorph, and it has like an obvious copy, like almost down to the nitty gritty of like exactly how the xenomorph looks but you can tell they changed minor things about it <laughs> and even even from far back that game came out on like the nes so like even that far back people are already copying it and taking the idea and trying to spin it and make it new so like i guess alien is kind of like star wars where uh you know and that time everybody just knew like you were like mm-hmm. i always joke with like people younger than me that i'm like for us you were already born knowing that like Darth Vader's looks dead. Yeah. Like you just know. Like even if you didn't watch the movies, you would ask anybody and they're like, Oh yeah, Darth Vader's looks dead. And you're like, I don't even know how I know that. And I feel like Alien's probably in that same kind of uh like trope, I guess you could say, where it's just you just know about it. You know about the chest burster, you know about the face hugger. It's so iconic that even if you haven't seen it, you just it's it's already there with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is why I'm truly jealous of people who got to watch this in theaters, knowing nothing about it, and yeah. get, getting that scene just to surprise them, and getting just you know Tom Skerritt's Dallas's death to surprise them, and having Ripley be the awesome final girl, just like all that, all the stuff that you that we just know, uh, not they didn't know, so and they got to experience it as a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even the, I think that ex- expands to to aliens as well. You know, kind of mm-hmm. like, and especially like, I think because it, it, it they are two vastly different, like not vastly different, but they are two different tones of movies and stuff. Like mm-hmm. even the second one opens up to like having a lot of like um, surprise if you you know if you had watched it at the time and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Well, and real even going beyond that, because it's it, there's like a running joke, but it's it's actually not even a joke. It's really true if you think about it that all of the original Alien movies are different genres. They're all sci-fi, but they're all different genres. The first one is a horror movie, like we said. The second one is an action movie. The third one's really a drama, and the fourth one's an unintentional comedy. Mm. Yeah, I, I I would even put the fourth one as nineties action movie like i feel like that's its own like just everything is just you laugh at it and you're like like you said it's unintentional like that's its just own genre like yeah yeah it's like it's like made by this like like absurdist french director and stuff like that it's it's very weird like ron perlman's there playing basketball it's it is it's it's, that is a whole other beast that alien resurrection yeah i would like to talk about it one day on 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 one of our shows yeah like, we could we, so we could do that one. as like a, a a patreon bonus episode after we do <laughs> yeah like if we do we do these two before you've never seen then we do alien 3 on underrated and then we'll we can wrap it up for the for the patrons we'll get that that there are sweet sweet exclusive thoughts on the fourth mm-hmm. one <laughs> yeah i will say the the alien in that one is pretty fucking scary i, I do love that. the scene where they swim the alien swimming like i'm like mm, that's nice i do like that Oh yeah, that's right. Does it look like um, a snake swim? That's what I could think it possibly could be, like just a zigzag swim. Kind, kinda. Because it's, it's a like snake. Snakey. Yeah, it's a yeah. snakey. 
Uh huh. Yeah. Like I could just. Well, guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ariel. Now you can say. I have seen it. Hey, hey, let's go. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, um, everybody out there, thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, I'm Ariel Ortiz, and I my co and I want to thank my um cohorts of the Undercast Company, um, Alan and Derek for joining. So thank you very much. Thank you for having Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Mm-hmm. And for all for all you out there, thanks for being amazing. <laughs>